Welcome back to He Says, She Says, God Says. Oh, hello. Do we even remember that? <laughs> it's only taken us a year. It's nearly been a year, I think, since we recorded the last episode. That's shameful. We could put all sorts of excuses like COVID and travel and all sorts of things. Turning 50, having our 30th wedding anniversary, and we celebrated for the whole year. But none of those are really good excuses. We just need to get back to recording more episodes. Yes, and that has been something that we've committed to after Leadership Camp. Yeah, which was in March in 2022 down at Karakalinga, and it was just a really amazing camp of inspiration, and you know, there was the odd kick in the pants. Mm. Not that that was intended that way, but I think that's what I took away from it was like, I have this opportunity to help people, Yeah, and we've not done it enough in the last year. No, we haven't. So we have acknowledged that and we are going to be better. And here we are. Right here. So we're going to talk we're going to talk a little bit about... We're going to Time management. <laughs> so the title of this episode is Once It Was Me, Now It's Plus Three. And, you know, remember when we, before we met, when we were single and sure we had family relationships and friend relationships, but really all of our spare time that we had... All we had to worry about was really our relationship with ourselves, what we wanted to do. I thought you were about to say all you had to worry about was the relationship with your car. No, <laughs> but that's part of being, that's part of self. <laughs> but all of that free time that you have, it's yours to decide what to do with it. Mm. And then, of course, over time, things change. You find a girl or a boy, mm-hmm. you get married, you have some kids, and then wonder what on earth we used to do with all that free time we had when we were single. Wasted it, clearly. Mm. Well, just spent it in different areas. Mm. So I've got some simple math for you. I'm not good at math. So when we're single, all the free time we had, outside of our church responsibilities or work or uni or you know the family, your core family you grew up in, all that time was yours to spend however you wanted on effectively your relationship with yourself. So you've got this one relationship really you have to worry about, the relationship with yourself. So fast forward, say, 10 years, and now you're married, you've got a couple of kids. Uh, now you have to divide that free time five ways. Let me, let me just count them for you. So one is your relationship with yourself. Yes. Two is with your husband or wife as a couple. That's, a, that's another relationship. Yeah. Three as a family unit. So you have a relationship as a family unit. Yep, hanging out together. Yep, together as a family. Yep. Then you've got say, kid number one, which is your fourth relationship that you have to be conscious of. Yeah. And number five is your kid number two. So there's five different relationships. And that's if you've just got two kids. Yeah, correct. So there's five different relationships you now have to manage or be conscious of in the time that you really only had for Mm. one back back when you were single. That's not even counting extended families, the the relationship that you have with your parents and... Or you had in-laws in there, so you've got some others, you know, yep. some relationship you didn't have before as well. So, yeah. so that's what we're going to talk about today is how do you manage those things effectively? Because I reckon... I reckon every couple I would talk to would have had, would have struggled with that at some point and maybe struggling with it right now. Yeah. And this is pretty common... So I found some stats from a organisation called Relationships Australia, which is a 
provider of relationship support services for individual families and communities. And they've done a number of studies on this over the years. And this particular study that I looked at, which is a few years old now, but so it says here more than 53% of couples who have, so, so in this study, the factors that negatively impact a partner relationship, more than 50% is the lack of time spent together. Yeah. The other interesting thing, stats that are slightly higher that negatively impact on relationships, different perspectives or values, 54%, different goals or expectations, 55%. So, of course, those things come from the lack of time spent together because how can you stay aligned on perspectives or values or goals or expectations if you're not working together and that only comes from spending time together? Yeah, and discussing those things and maybe even having a discussion about those things before you enter a marriage or even before you have kids, how you are going to apportion that time. And it's not going to be a hard and fast rule, but I think it's really important to be on the same page or you're always going to be at odds with your values there. Yeah. So clearly it's a big problem. It is a big problem. So these are the some of the challenges that I've heard from people in their relationships. So guys who spend way too much time with their mates when they're married, and they still behave as if, if they're single. Yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And couples who invest all of their time and energy just into their family and kids and they don't keep their couple relationship alive. Yeah, exactly. And even wives who spend no time on themselves ever because they're devoting their every hour to their husband or their family or running their household. Yeah, absolutely. That's a problem as well. Mm. And so I think, you know, those are probably the most common themes that we see uh, across the uh, the couples that we talk to. And so what's really important to understand is how we spend our time you know, varies dramatically on each stages of those lives. Yeah, it expands and contracts, doesn't it? Yeah. And be fair on yourself. Yeah, with that. but what we can't do is ignore any one of those relationships. Out of Absolutely those five, not. we can't ignore our relationship with ourselves. We can't ignore our relationship with our partner. It's unlikely we're going to ignore the relationship as a family unit, but that's important too and then individually with each of our kids. Yes. So we've got a few scriptures to go through about this topic. So if you're not driving while you're listening to this, grab your Bible out. We're going to just read from 1 Corinthians 7, which has quite a lot in it about relationships. So I'm going to read here from verse 32 that says, But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried cares for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. There is a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares for the things of the Lord, that she may be both holy, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married cares for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. And so what the scripture is really teaching us is that when we're married, we have more responsibility than just when we're single. And, you know, if if you're a single person, you can basically devote every hour of your life to serving the Lord. When we're married, we have to divide that time, right? We have to serve the Lord, but we also have to make sure that we're looking after our family. Absolutely. Um, Biblical in yeah. the way. And the scriptures here are not suggesting that we can't do both, but it's really just raising a point that we now have that responsibility to each other that wasn't there before. Absolutely. Let's talk about our story. So when we were first married, I sort of worked a fair bit. 
and I used to be a bit of a late starter and a late finisher, um, so I'd often work into the night, which also involved a whole bunch of gaming in the office at work. And pizza. <laughs> and arriving home after working in inverted commas for two or three o'clock in the morning. Perfect. And that was wonderful, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, it was for me, but I'm not sure it was for you. No. What did you think about that at the time? I think I was working really hard and I think I was studying at the time. I probably got annoyed, but I'm not sure if we even had a discussion about it, did we? No. We still spent a lot of time together, though, didn't we? Yeah, we spent a lot of time. You never worked on the weekends. I think you've always had a role that you never worked on the weekends. And um, I had a pretty demanding job as well. So I think that largely you were working, I was working, that was our life during the week. We really didn't have a lot. Mm. We didn't really dedicate our time to much else during the week other than work. But then, of course, when you got pregnant with Lily, our daughter, we realised that if I was continuing to work late uh, every night and game, then I'd never see her. No, because the precious little package had to be put to bed Mm. at 7.30 every night. And so... And and did you decide that before we had her or when we had her? Might did have you have to change that? I reckon it might have been after. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, I had to basically change from being, you know, get up at eight or, eight or nine or whatever and head off to work then. Yeah. I ended up, not because I wasn't going to work any less because that's sort of who I was at the time, but I think I ended up sort of getting up at five and yes. then getting into the office at six or 6.30 yeah. um, and then being home by sort of 5.36. That's how we managed that. And, of course, there wasn't a lot of online gaming back then, so that sort of curved my gaming habit as well. Yeah, there was no distraction as Mm. far as that was concerned, but also I didn't allow any sort of gaming console into Mm. our house Mm. at all anyway because I knew that that would be a problem for us. We agreed that that was going to be a problem for me. We Mm. did agree that. Mm. We did. Yeah. Um, which is true, you know, it's true today. Like that was, that was a major, major issue for me. So, yeah. Um, so, we had this beautiful time when you got home. We always had our dinner together with Lily and we really enjoyed that time, didn't yep, we? Yeah. One of the things we made a really conscious choice of, I remember from the beginning, was that we would continue to do the couple things that we used to do, not yes. with the same frequency, no. but that we would still, you know, go out to our you know, anniversary, stay away a night or go out for anniversary dinner, yes. right, to maintain that couple th- relationship. Yeah. You know, off to the movies. We love going to the movies, off to the movies every now and then. Yeah. And that was really important for us to keep that spark alive in our relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and that must have been something that we decided very early on for us to do that. Mm. I think we've always loved a celebration, especially our anniversary, and so we've always held that in high regard and made sure that we did have that time Mm. together. Yeah, I remember us having a conversation with another couple, I think, when Lily was about two and their daughters were the same age, if I remember correctly, and and they'd not spent a night away from their daughters at age two. And we yeah. spent multiple nights away um, by that yeah. stage um, together. And it not only shocked us, but I think made us more resolute that we would continue to make sure that we spent time together just one-on-one as a couple because we felt that was really, really important to keep our relationship alive. Yeah, and I think now that we are on the other side of 
I think as a result of that commitment to each other, we've got a it was it's quite easy to go into this time of our life together where it's just the two of us again because we've still got that friendship we've still got our relationship and um that's something i think we both really value mm. And you've got to be really prescriptive about it in the early days because yes. it's not something you can, it's not as easy just to, hey, let's go to the movies tonight when we've got a kid or let's yeah. do this or let's do that. So, it's actually easier to stay at home actually, yeah. to plan a night out and, you know, and then to think, oh, I've got to do all this preparation just to go out for a couple of hours or even a yep. whole night. And then you do have mother guilt with that as well. Um, so what's mother guilt? Well, mother guilt is when you feel as if you are neglecting that child for you to do something fun. You have this response. You've brought this child into the world. You have this responsibility to protect and look after this child. And so I think you take that on as if you're not there looking after that child and you've handed that child over to somebody else's care, then... As a mum, you can actually feel guilty about that. But I think I learned that it is actually, you could actually be denying someone else a blessing. For instance, grandparents, them having their little granddaughter or grandson with them for an evening, I'm sure that's not a that's not a task. That is really valuable time. Or a close friend that loves your kids just like an auntie or an uncle, within the fellowship, that is a safe place. And it's actually a blessing that you're giving to someone else. And you're also giving your child the opportunity to have somebody else in their life as well. Yeah. I think think the the, the interesting thing about about mother guilt is that when you put it in context of how important it is to keep your relationship with your husband alive. If you fast forward, say, 10 years and you've not kept that alive, then you're actually not doing the best thing for your child. You're actually not because you're not showing your child then a really solid marriage. And I'm not saying that just because you haven't done that, you don't have a solid marriage. I don't know out there how you run your marriage. But you make or, it much harder. Yeah, but um, it's. I think it's really however you do that, make sure you invest in each other. We've seen time and time again uh, relationships fall apart because they haven't invested in each other. And you're right, because later on down the track, how does that benefit your child? Yeah. Some of the things that we did, I remember, um, is we always had a very defined bedtime for the kids. (laughs) Yes, 7.30. So 7.30 for the kids, um, which they talk about today, about how rigid we were about that. Yeah. But we found that was really important because it then allowed us by the time, yeah, by the time they go through all the messing around, it's rarely that they're asleep at 7.30, right? It's usually, no, it's usually you've got later. to have five drinks, three toilet stops, yep. two stories. Stories, yep, correct. Got um, to clear some monsters from the room. But even after they've gone to bed, what it does is it then allows some time in the evening for us to relax and spend time talking. So, and I not when you're super tired, you know, if kids go to bed at 10 o'clock and then you're trying to have a conversation after that, she's never going to, it's never... Yeah. It's never going to be effective as if it's earlier. We've had to make ourselves morning people. I think I've always been a morning person, but, you know, we were tired by then. I mean, I was um, by 7.30. I was pretty much done. So, yeah, and there were things to chat about. Yeah. 
And even if you were too tired to chat, just to be there together yep. on the sofa, just together, yep. even together in silence is still together, together reading, together doing something, it's still better than one person being somewhere, one person being somewhere else, or the kids still being up. Because what we found also is to get the kids up the next morning yep. was just really hard. Yeah, exactly. And you got I think you've got to be conscious too. Sometimes you think you've got it nailed and you just don't. <laughs> well, the goalposts are moving all the time, aren't they? And that's once again another uh, thing because those goalposts are moving. You've got to be prepared to chat with each other about that and, you know, how you can make that better, how you can improve it. And sometimes they've slipped quite a bit and you haven't realised it and next minute you realise, right, we've got, to, we've, got to, we've got to get this all sorted yeah. because it's affecting us. I remember a conversation uh, I had with Lily when I think she was in primary school and we were both studying at the time and working and we thought we were pretty organised. We, you know, we would I think I was at school, night school a couple of nights a week, I think. We still had all the meetings and other things. I think we were involved in youngies and other things as well. And I remember Lily asking me, so, Dad, why are you going to university now? And, you know, I said, well, you know, I didn't go to university straight after school and, you know, this is important for my career and, and whatever. And so we talked about that. And then... She said, okay. She said, well, I'm going to go to high school and then I'm going to go straight to university so then I can spend more time with my kids. She's got it sorted, hasn't she, for a primary schooler? That, that, uh, that kicked me in the teeth, that one. Yeah. Um, because, you, you know, you think you've got it sorted and, then, you know, that's from your perspective, not from your kids' perspective. So Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Wise little humans. Mm, they are. So some just general practical advice then for couples. Make sure you book that time together. It might only be once every six months that you're a spend a night away or yeah. you go out for whatever it is, Dinner, right? But make brunch, lunch. Yeah. And if you've got two little kids, it's gonna be much harder. But make sure you book it in your diary. Yeah. Book it a month out, two months out, six months out if you have to, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And it might be dinner, movie, walk in the park without the kids. Yeah. You know, Beach. Whatever. Do do that. And swap with your friends. If you've got friends that have kids have a sleepover together and have your friends' kids over, have a sleepover. Make, make a little mini pact with each other. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll look after your kids for uh, for a night. You look after ours, right? When are you booking yours in? When are we booking yes. ours in? So yeah. this little mini pact going on so you can go out and date nights. And that's chaos for whoever has the kids. But, but worth it. It is worth mm, it. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't have to be a nighttime date. You know, no, there's it doesn't. No, there's no reason why you drop the kids off at school or daycare or whatever, one of you takes the day off work or you both take the day off work or take an extended lunch break or, you know, what if, go and hire a little hotel room in your lunch break. <laughs> whatever, whatever, Whatever it is that you do, go for a picnic in the botanic gardens or um, whatever, you, there's an opportunity. You just need yeah. to think a little bit more creative than you used to. Absolutely. Mm. Obviously, as the kids get older... You can do all sorts of things. You can send them over for sleepovers for the weekend. There's lots of things that you can do. Planning. Hmm, As correct. always, with yep. anything, yep. it's planning. But it does it does make a big difference. So book it in regularly and depending on your circumstances. But don't just leave it for once a year. Do try to be really intentional about it. It's just really important mm. for keeping that spark alive because 
you're going through hard times at in that time of life when you, your kids are young that's a hard slog really hard and you're you're getting to meetings you're doing you're doing all the things you're working you're studying you've got you're trying to put a meal on the table you've you've got so many commitments commit to each mm, other yeah so on another side note think back to what it was like when you were dating when the world was flat. was <laughs> <laughs> back when we were dating. I'm not talking about us, I'm talking about others. So, and there were probably things that you did back then that you did because you were trying to you know, show your love for your partner, to woo your partner, to you know, date or romanticise with your partner. There's no reason why you can't continue to do those things, whatever they are. You, know, you might every now and then, maybe buying flowers was the thing for you or... Yeah, you know, maybe getting dressed up when you went out on your dates was a thing that you did, or it doesn't really matter what it is. There's no reason why you can't continue to do yeah. those things. Yes, um, and to keep that little spark alive. Yeah. A quick plug for another podcast called Revival on the Air today. Listen to interviews with people from all around the world who've experienced amazing miracles. People set free miraculously from anxiety, depression, cancer, broken relationships, drug addiction, anorexia, glaucoma, the list goes on and on. You can find Revival on the air today on the podcast app you're listening on right now, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podbean, etc. Plus, you can follow on Facebook and Instagram too. Just search for Revival on the air today. All right, enough about couples. What about your relationship with yourself? Hmm. So we talked about mother guilt. Yes. I'm sure when a woman is single, she spends time with her girlfriends or, you know, whatever activities that she would normally do before she met a partner. Shopping. Girls' nights out, shopping, going hanging with your mum, you know. Shopping. (laughs) Eating. (laughs) Um, You should continue to do those things. Yeah, becomes really hard mm. to find the time to do yeah. those sort of things. And I think the husband has a responsibility to encourage that. Now, this is not going to happen every week. This might be drats. This might be, you know, this might be a, depending again on your stage, whether you've got yeah. lots of your little kids or whatever, but you might only do that once every three months or six months or 12 months. It doesn't really matter what it is. But I think it's important that as a wife, you continue to spend time you know, on the things that are important just to you individually, not about looking after your kids or yes. spending time with your husband. And I'm not talking, and here, going and doing the grocery shopping by yourself, that is not a treat. No. <laughs> uh, going and doing anything that's involved with running the family, that you've going to work, that is not a treat. Yeah. So this is a dedicated couple of hours, a morning, an afternoon, a day even, where you can just go out. And I remember, I remember you'd look after the kids and I'd go off for the day and it was just so refreshing. I'd come home with new clothes <laughs> and um, but just really ready to get into it as well. Like, and the important thing here, guys is that you are not babysitting your kids oh goodness, when that happens. Oh, my into that. Oh, you are not babysitting. You are not babysitting. They are, they are your children. You are parenting. Yes. Yeah, um, and you're loving it. Yeah, correct. And this is this is the opportunity for the guys. So, sure, if you're a guy and you're the stay-home parent, 
this is in reverse then. But say in my case, or should I say in our case, you did the 70 hours a week and I work part-time, but every now and then I definitely needed that that time off. And um, it makes it a whole lot easier if the guys suggest it. Mm. And you don't, you know. Yeah, it actually does. Yeah. Because it comes down to that mother guilt again. Does it feel less selfish if someone else suggests it? Yeah, if the husband goes, hey, you know, you haven't been out for a while. I'm going to, and if they proactively go, I'm going to do, or as I said before, in reverse, if they proactively say, how about on this date, if it suits you, I take the kids uh, for the day where I'm going to plan to do this with them, that with them, blah, 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 and you go off and you have a day. That, that's just gold. Yeah. I could live off that when the kids were young yep. for six months. Yeah. It's just a great way of showing love. Mm. And conversely, I'm sure you know, guys want to do that on occasion too. Um, Absolutely. Some guys, some guys get that really wrong. They still think they're a single guy, <laughs> right, out hanging with their, with their mates all the time. That's not okay. You're a, you, know, you have a different responsibility now. Again, doesn't mean you shouldn't neglect spending time with yourself and with your mates. That's important. Yeah. And um, for you, you, you would go and mountain bike ride most Sunday mornings and it was really important for you to go and do that. Yeah, some Sunday mornings, not most. Was it most? It was most. When the kids were little? Yeah, Hmm. it was most. Okay, I didn't remember that. So I'd go mountain bike for a couple of hours on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Super early before everyone got up. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'd come home, get ready for the meeting. Yeah. That's if you hadn't hurt yourself (laughs) and we were visiting you in hospital. (laughs) Or any of your friends that went mountain biking and we were visiting them in hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we laugh about that now. It so wasn't funny then. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're you're, you're a guy and you're spending every night of the week gaming with your mates and ignoring your wife, that's not okay. Not cool. That's going to cause you some grief down the track. That's uh, sure, you know, do it every now and then, but. But you just, again, you've got to be conscious about being present, being part of the family yeah. and uh, and contributing. Yeah, chat about it. Mm. Work out work out the balance, yeah. what works because, for you. Because, you know, you're not a kid anymore. You're not Peter Pan who never grew up. <laughs> uh, you, you, you have to man up, right, and be, yeah. be the husband and be the father that you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. And a great example for your kids. Yeah. So if you want to go and hang with your mates all the time or game all night and ignore your wife, that's a that's a single man's life, not a married man's life. Yeah, and sometimes that makes the wife feel as if they're not enough. You know, when you're dating, you spend all of your time together and then you're married and he's all of a sudden out the door gaming or at home gaming all the time and she's having to entertain herself and, you know, that's just not ideal. Yeah, that's not okay. Mm. Mm. So just some non-negotiables, obviously, in our relationship, right? The number one non-negotiable is our relationship with God. doesn't matter how well we manage our individual relationships, you know, with ourselves or with our wife or with our kids. If our relationship with the Lord isn't strong, which means that he comes first, then everything else is built upon a shaky foundation. And so if you're thinking about layers of foundation, the bottom layer of the foundation is our relationship with God. The second layer of the foundation is our relationship as a couple and maybe ourself. Um, And then upon that, we build the family relationship because if either of those foundational ones, our relationship with God or our relationship as a couple is shaky, 
then we're or then, it's got cracks right through it. And then it makes it really hard mm. to build a to build a really solid um, solid foundation on top of that. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, and sure, you know, sometimes our busy life affects our relationship with God if we're not careful, but we just have to be really conscious of it. And busy. Busy is an interesting term, isn't it? And we hear it so often now. Everyone's busy as if it's some sort of badge that you're amazing in this world if you're busy. Or it's like this thing that we don't have control over. Oh, I'm just so busy. Yeah. As if it's some force that Magical, happens yeah. that happens to us without uh, yeah. that we don't have control over. And we do have control and we have more control over it than what we realise. It is a choice. We need to make a choice. Much of our business is because of the choices we make and the things that we put in front of. So what sort of choices are you talking about? Oh, well, I suppose, you know, you could get wrapped up in many, many different choices. So you could get wrapped up in being so important and been on every committee for your kid's school or your children's sport, you know. Sure, it's so... Do your kids really need to do two sports and a music lesson? Yeah. Um, Choose, you know, have a chat with them about what they think is important and and certainly give give everything a go because um, sport and and music, those are amazing things and they're also things... Music can be used for the Lord. So having music lessons and things like that, but don't put it over and above the Lord. Exactly. And look, we've done it. You know, we had massive challenges for about three or four years um, where work became the thing that consumed yes. that consumed me. And it's, you know, it's great looking back now and realising uh, realizing that how big a problem that was um, and the impact that that had on our relationship, on our, clearly on our relationship with or my relationship with our kids and my relationship with the Lord. And then once I realised how big a problem that was, then I was able to flip that around. Um, and put the Lord first. In fact, it was Matthew chapter 6. That one day I was reading that it just turned the light bulb on for me. Probably read here from verse 25, which says, Therefore I say unto you, that, read the whole chapter, by the way, because it's a great, yeah, it's a really it's cracker, gold. it's a cracker chapter. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, and what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, for what shall you put on? Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? And I think, you know, like you talked about mother guilt, mm. I think sometimes husbands, if they're the main provider, sometimes feel this responsibility of I have to provide. So therefore me yeah. working 60 or 70 hours a week is okay because you know, I'm providing my family. And this scripture really goes against that and says, uh, verse 26, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not. So they don't produce their own crop, neither no. do they reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, and this was the scripture, these two, these next few scriptures were the things that really hit me. Therefore, take no thought or don't stress, or don't worry, um, saying, where shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For all these things do the Gentiles seek or those that 
you know, aren't aligned with God. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. It's quite incredible, that scripture, because it's uh, absolutely counter to what you will learn in this world, yep. in the natural world. And um, from our experience, it's a lot like the loaves and the fishes story, isn't it? When you give your time to the Lord and serving him and your brothers and sisters, your time seems to expand. It's it's redeemed somehow or you get the tasks that you need to do done quicker. Yeah. So I think the, the key thing is that there's no right balance that's universal for every person. No. Because it'll vary based on the age of your kids, mm-hmm. the health of everyone in the family, yeah. which can seriously impact um, yeah. how, you, how much time you've got available, what's happening with your careers, your role in the church, you know, other external influences like you know, the family. Yeah. But what I think is universal, though, is that you have to give time to each of the relationship elements. Yes. You have to give time to yourself. You have to give time to your husband or wife. You have to give time to the family as a, as a relationship and to each of your kids. You can't actually pull one out and say... I won't do this one for the next yeah. three, five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't work yeah. like that. And the frequency of how you do that in each one of those relationships based on mm. your stage in life. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you have to be rigid. Nope. In, in all that because things are going to come up and all those sort of things. But if things aren't quite working for you at the moment, this is an opportunity to just discuss how to to bring that all together for you and your family. Yeah. And every one of those stages is amazing. Like when you, oh. when you got those little those little bubbies. Yeah. Right. That time is really hard, but gee, it's amazing. It is. Don't don't wish away. You know, hoping for them to get to the next stage. Um, no. Like hold ev- them longer. Every hold single. Them. <laughs> you know, when they're little bubbies, it's hard, but it's but it's amazing. When they're toddlers, it's hard, but it's, they're amazing. You know, when they're smaller kids, when they're teenagers, it doesn't really Teenage matter. Teenagers are right? incredible as um, well. Each one of those, each one of those stages is different, mm. um, but they're all amazing yeah. um, in their own, in their own way. And just like the marriage that you have with each other, where you're communicating and you're respecting each other, have that with your kids. Mm. Yep. Just, just have that. It's not always going to be easy, but respect each other in conversation and communication. Mm. We'll probably do another episode, I think, on communication because I think it's a really important Ooh, element. Yes. Mm. yes. We've got lots to say about that and as well. Hopefully. <laughs> you would hate to do a topic on communication and not have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've always got plenty to say about everything. Amen. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right, so we'd love to hear from you. Rate or comment on your podcast app or drop us an email at podcast at he says, she says, God says dot com. You can also connect on Facebook or Instagram or check out our webpage at www.hesayssheesaysgodsays.com. Until next time, he says, she says, God, God says. says. Starving. It's like 4 30 in the I've afternoon. Been, I've been thinking of my pizza all day. <laughs> <laughs> Should we order it now? Um, yeah, are we going to pick it up though? Oh, yeah, that's right. This like could take like five hours. This well, episode. We've got, we've got motivation to just 
get this done because yeah, we don't want to rush. our reward is pizza. Yeah, but we don't want to rush it. Oh, just checking, make sure we're recording. Oh, wouldn't that be disastrous? <laughs> we're 40 minutes in and I had to, and I had this sudden panic that maybe I hadn't hit the record button. <laughs> you just, you'd just pack up and go, right, we're not supposed to do this. Now it's five o'clock, the pizza shop's open. You've got to wrap this up. <laughs> no, that's not how this works. We do it until it's done properly. All right, my favourite saying, grass is greener where you water it. I love that saying so much. I'm not sure that fits in here. Okay, whatever. Grass is greener where you get the pizza. I, I've just forgotten. So if you've got a question. So, so. You can probably say we'd love to hear from you if you've got a question okay. or a comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question or a comment or something to say, tell, yeah, uh, let me start again. I'm not very good at that. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Not in the sound of it. So we'd love to hear from you. No, it doesn't sound genuine. So we'd love to hear from you. No. <sighs> How can I do a so okay and then when I do the wrap-up, I can't even wrap it up. We'd love to hear from oh, you. What do you say? So if you've got a comment, want to drop us a note, got an idea, want to hear an episode or whatever, send us an email. Send an email to you. So we've done a lot of talking here, but if you've got a comment, <laughs> you're whispering behind your microphone screen. <laughs> I can't see you're whispering. <laughs> All right. I, I actually can't do that for some reason. I We've probably said that same thing every other episode, so why can't we say it there? What, you want to copy and paste something from another episode? No. So Emily's done a lot of talking. But if you want to tell us something, <laughs> You've send done an more email. more talking than I have. Yakety, yakety, yak. Introverted, yakety, okay, yak. Well, there's no people here. I'm allowed to be introverted. I can be completely, I'm completely fine here in my home office sound studio with you. I can talk as much as I like. I feel I'm completely fine. You're really comfy. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Yeah. All right. So... Um, we'd love to hear from anybody listening out there. Please um, rate or comment um, and contact us. I've got that all wrong again. You started off that really good. That started off really good. Um, rate or comment on your podcast app or drop us an email at podcast at he says, she says, he says, she says. <laughs> You don't even know what the podcast is called. That's, that's, that's how long it's been since we've done an episode. You don't even know what podcast we're recording. Do you know why? Because all I can think about is my prosciutto pizza. All right. This wrap-up thing is going to take as long as the whole recording of the podcast. The way we go. All right. I really think it is. Maybe you should do it then. No. Because I've sort of lost my way. No, now. you can do it. So what's our next topic going to be? Procrastination? What do you reckon? <laughs> Is that a topic? Oh, no, it's not. It's not on the topic list. It's not on the 65 topics that we still have left to, to record. Oh.